It's not possible to do 100 deals a year if you don't. So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate, grow their teams and add more transactions year over year while so many struggle? To get the answers, we interview top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. Listen, we believe every agent should make a minimum of $100,000 per year and we're on a mission to make this happen. We've already helped over 100 agents achieve this with our coaching. So if you want to fast track your business growth, get to your first $100,000 in GCI or add another $100,000 in GCI using social strategies, then head over to go.eliteagentsecrets.com or you can just click the link in the description below. Also, just make sure to follow us, hit that subscribe button, and if you get any value from this at all, please tell a friend and leave us a review. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Elite Agent Secrets show. Today, we've got Spencer Schumacher with us. Now, this guy is the top 1% in Southern Wisconsin Realtors, sold over $171 million worth of homes since 2007, over 570 deals, and also donates a shitload of money to charity, his way of giving back. He's going to be dropping some bombs for you about how his team crushes so many deals, having a supportive team and partner and building that structure and also how to ask amazing questions to help you get more deals. Ultimately, that's what we're talking about here today, ladies and gentlemen, like we always are. Spencer, thank you for coming on the show. How are you doing, my man? I'm great. Thanks for having me today. <laughs> this is this is going to be a fun one. And um, I commend you because as much as you donate, you also do a lot more production and you give back in more than one way or another. But before we dive into that, Give us a little bit of context. How did you get here? Take us back to day one um, so then the listeners can know that it wasn't an overnight success, ironically. Or was it? Or was it? Or was it? (laughs) No overnight successes for me. (laughs) Uh, It's been 16 years I've been doing this. Um, Before I was in real estate, uh, I was a track coach at the University of Wisconsin. And then I transitioned into a, uh, I started a small remodeling business. Flipped houses, did a lot of projects, got my license uh, when the market started to change because I couldn't sell houses that I was trying to flip. Uh, got my license, realized I was a people person and took off from there. Uh, first year I started, sold 13 houses. It was a good first year, good rookie year. Um, built on that right into the recession. Uh, 2008, 2012 were tough years in real estate. Um Progress through there, and, uh, and here I am today, sixteen years later. Learned to learn to adapt quickly in in uh, changing markets. So when you when two thousand eight hit, you didn't go. Another career could be a good option, right? <laughs> <laughs> there was plenty of thinking that, but I was I was in, and and actually, I think that's kind of one of the values of where I'm at today is when you get into real estate early on, and you have to change everything. All the older agents were uh, stuck in their ways, and I dug in and I said, well, I'm going to have to just learn how to do it in this market. So you learn to change and you never keep anything the same for very long. So question to you now is after being in the industry for so many years, do you still continue innovating? What does that look like with the times changing web 2.0, web 3.0 coming right around the corner? What are you doing to kind of stay ahead of the ball game? Right. We, we are constantly changing. I mean, I think we look at the market that we're in coming out of this pandemic and I mean, it's crazy. There's no houses in the market. So we are always trying to figure out new ways to get in front of people to just 
get our name out there and to make sure people know about us. But so we're constantly changing, constantly changing approaches for whether marketing or anything that we're doing, but it's still the basics. It's getting there, meeting people, shaking hands, really getting to know, know, know the network of people that are going to really help, help out the business. Now, knowing your local market, one of the things I don't want to jump too far ahead. I'm curious. I know it was 2000 and was it six? You said you started. Yeah. But your first 13 deals, like that's a pretty solid rookie. I mean, I know some people do very well, but a lot of people do a hell of a lot worse. In right. fact, 92% don't, don't make a deal yeah. so uh, statistically. Yeah. So how did you go about getting your first 13? Was that the whole sphere, cold call and door knocking type of gig or? Yeah. And actually that's one of my, one of the things I, I put together a database. I got married about the same time and basically my wedding list became my, my database. <laughs> and we, and you start, I mean, I started figuring out of whether it was mailings or calling or events. And, I mean, I, one thing I did right off the bat, I, I had moved into a new neighborhood and I walked around and I planted little, uh, little basil plants in plastic cups and I hand delivered basil plants and a, bit, a pesto recipe to every door in the neighborhood. Just say, Hey, I'm your new neighbor, right? It's I got my name out there, and I wasn't afraid to, uh, to wasn't afraid to trip and fall on my face at that point. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, right? One of the one of the things that we see with people like yourself who've been in the industry for so long, especially who went through 2008 or started around then, especially now in the pandemic, it's like this. I feel like, and I want your input because I'm making an assumption here. It's like this is nothing comparatively. Like this was a great time to be in real estate. Like everything, everyone we speak to on the show is like the last couple of years have been my best years. Like we have made grown so much and made so much more money because a lot of the, and this is a generalization, but a lot of the, let's say normal agents went, I'm just going to batten the hatches and just chill out. And then all the bigger agents went, I'm going to double down. And all of a sudden there was way more market share because everyone else wasn't fighting for it anymore. So you're like, shit, doing way more business. The, the last couple of years have been, have definitely been some of our biggest years, but yeah. it has been, I've worked harder in the last two years than I probably have ever worked. I mean, I worked hard for a lot of years, right? You do first 10 years in the business. I was a solo agent doing everything myself and, you know, juggling everything. So you worked a lot of hours, but in order to, it, it has been a grind this is the last couple of years. And like you said, the agents who've been in it and have seen things change, you, know, so you got to get busy and work. Right? Yeah. Don't go I mean, to Mexico for a couple months. <laughs> I was going to say, also, you didn't tell the your wife that the main reason you were marrying her was because of the guest list, did you? I'm assuming no. that was kind of like you <laughs> left that to one side and you were like, I'm married, I love you, but where's the guest list? <laughs> yeah, where's the guest list? I need this one. <laughs> it was a side effect. I didn't actually know that that's what I needed, but I'm like, oh, great. I have addresses and people. Like, this is all you need, right? This is it. I like that. Yeah. It's just capitalizing on what you've got. Now, I want to dive into, because it's very cryptic. So I want to dive into your first topic as soon as possible because I'm curious because of the cryptic yeah. nature of the form, Phil. And everyone doesn't know, people submit what they're discussing. And your first topic is our team approach. Right. Talk to us about what the hell your team's doing to crush out this many deals and have so much success then. I'm assuming that's what it's about. You tell me. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So first 10 years, I was a solo agent, right? You do everything, juggle everything like every agent out there knows. Um you can get stuck at a certain certain number of uh, transactions. You just can't do anymore because there is no more time in the day. Right. So uh, I have a team. There's five of us. We uh, we've divided one person's job into five positions, and it's truly a team. It's 
every client interacts with each one of our members. Everyone has a specific duty. Everybody has a, uh, a license. So they all help with showing properties, but they, you know, we got someone on the selling side, someone on the buying side, we got transact, we got everybody working together because it's not possible to do hundred deals a year if you don't uh, have people working with you. So when it comes to actually structuring, I guess one of the curiosity questions around everyone doing everything is how does that get broken out with regards to commission then? Right. So uh, my team, pay, I get a, they get a salary, they get a, a bonus and they get commission. Okay. So there is a, a combination of all of it. Um, one of the things that I like the most is that I guarantee them 40 hours a week real estate. You don't see that very often. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it works out well. Everybody is truly like, uh, I've been in real estate offices where everybody's out there competing with each other. We aren't doing that. Everybody is excited to help with every, every person step up and to, to make it happen. Did you, I'm curious, because you're oh. actually the second person who we've had on who's got kind of a W2 approach to yeah. agents. Did Was your thought process behind it, did you have bad experiences like churn and burn of commission only, like coming in, not performing, leaving, you spending time? Was it kind of bad blood, so to speak? Or was it kind of like, I'm going to do W2, and I might be wrong on both of these, but the way I see it is the good thing about W2 is you then have kind of the right for accountability where you go, I need X, Y, Z from you each day. Like you are getting paid a base. Like I need these things as opposed to commission only when technically you could just not show up. Right. I didn't ever do the commission approach. It was, I, I never fully, I don't know if I could say understood it. Like I just couldn't, couldn't wrap my head around how that was going to work and how somebody would want to do that and be underneath my wing and, uh, and then, you know, you see everybody who, who attempts that and people are peeling off left and right in all different directions. So I really wanted to be able to make it the experience for my clients. My issue had always been if I give up anything that I'm doing, I want that experience to be passed through to my, my clients. And so I needed to make sure I, I built it slowly over the last six years and I've, I've slowly added people to the team when, when we have the need to do it. So I've, I've built... I've added the W2 uh, employees that my, my team in order to make sure we are continuously taking care of our clients. So when I, when I find a, a need for our, that our clients need, I'm like, okay, how do we do this? If we don't have the capacity, we got to hire someone to do it. I got a quick question for you. Since you have five team members, each one of them has different roles. How, how did you determine that? How did the roles break down? Help us understand about what each person is actually responsible for. And if my understanding is correct, basically you're doing all of the sales. You're the sole producer on the team. Is, is that correct? correct? Yeah, that's the, that's the concept. I'm, I, I'm, I'm the negotiator. I am lead generator. I'm lead converter. Okay, that's my, my roles. Um, as far as the team goes, I have a, a listing specialist. He does all my photos. He's a licensed drone pilot. We do 3D models of everything. He makes that listing look really good and handles uh, pre-listing to accepted offer. Uh, my transaction coordinator will handle uh, everything from accepted offer to the uh, to the closing table. Um, you know, title companies, lenders, appraisers, home inspectors, everything that goes through that that way. I have a buyer specialist who focuses on buyers, does a lots of showings, does a lot of um, 
uh, looking, keep, you know, in, in today's market, there's no houses out there. So you have to dig up out listings wherever you can find them at. So he does a lot of the, the, the list, the, the digging on there. And then I have an executive assistant who really helps me with communication scheduling. Um, and then two of the people combined together for the marketing part of it. So it's kind of a, a breakdown that way. Um, they are all licensed agents. We have on-call weekends. So, um, you know, I work a weekend a month. My team divides up the other weekends how we do it. So it makes it so my work-life balance is better also these days. In- interesting that you that you structured this. So then basically your role is to just go out, meet clients, acquire the new business. Correct. And then your team's role is basically to nurture, cultivate, and get them to the finish line with a little bit of your help when they get stuck from what it seems like, right? Correct. That's a, that's a model. Okay. I like it. Do you, so like, let's say a buyer comes to you. Um, do you hand them off all, you know, ultimately right away to the buyer specialist? No. So a buyer, new buyer comes to us. Um, my buyer specialist and I both meet with them. We go through, we figure out their, their needs and wants. Um, we get them into the collaboration center, the search, search engine, helping them find a house. And um, it's kind of a tag team from there on who's who's doing showings and who's available to make it happen. Um, once we find that property, whether it was me or one of the other team members out there showing them, um, I'm right there in the negotiations, um, doing the valuations to come come and figure out what it is, and then get we get that contract written and um, you know hopefully get an accepted offer and run with it. Got it. So you're not per se in the car showing them the properties, but as soon as you get the green light, you step in, do the negotiation, you know, figure out what it's going to take to get this to the closing table. And then you hand it off to the next person in line, like an assembly line, right? Correct. And really we have one phone number, one email. So when it all comes in, uh, it's not really, it's not really a handoff. It's everybody's kind of seeing it right there. I mean, it requires that, daily communication, the team meetings to make sure we're all on the same page and everybody is moving, moving the ball forward. But it is a, uh, I never even think of it as a handoff because I'm intertwined throughout the whole process with it. And nobody ever. Have you ever had, have you ever had issues where, for example, like multiple teammates are responding to the same person and now you have an overlap in the communication or have you ever had any, you know, mishaps from, from that perspective? Not necessarily. Um, I mean, there's every once in a while, there's somebody gets two emails from us right, telling them the same thing, but it's a, because we're on the same page, it's better to tell them the same thing twice than not at all. But it doesn't, doesn't happen very often with the system that we got. Over communication. You just be like, we really wanted to communicate this. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you do this. <laughs> you know what? I, I just find this so interesting because I mean, we've heard this type of model in, in in a similar fashion before, but I think you have it dialed in to the point where almost, I mean, I got to ask, like, what does your actual day look like then? Yeah. Because it seems like you've got a lot of your time back and I may be totally wrong, right? But I'm thinking about all the roles that as a single agent, myself, no team have to do. I'm like, Oh shit, that, that sounds actually really nice. But financially, obviously, we're not in the position yet because we're we're just kind of getting going. And then I don't know if I'm too much of a control freak. <laughs> you don't seem to be. 
Oh, I, I've had my issues. That's my other, you know, concern. Right. And, and it, I mean, it's taken, it, it's amazing how long it takes to, for that trust and to build up, right? We've, uh, as I've, as we've worked with my, my team over the years, you know, like I would micromanage every photo, every, everything that went into, into it. Right. And then once you build up the trust and the, all of a sudden it's like, all right, I got to stop doing that. And actually it was interesting with the pandemic where all of a sudden everybody is working remotely. You know, we have an office that we're all in, but everyone was working remotely. I had to give up certain micromanagement because I wasn't there all the time. Right. I mean, I was there, but I wasn't with them all the time. So uh, you, you learn to not be a control freak, right? That's a, uh, um, and, and anybody who prides themselves on their business and what they've done and what they've accomplished. And we built up this client base over 16 years that says, I'm a, like, you don't want to lose a single one of them. And my team knows that. And, and they all rise to the occasion to, and it, it's not possible without them anymore. It's amazing. I've got a um, one of the things I was thinking about, and this is a top tip potentially for you because of your your guy and your team doing the listing side. One of the, our favorite strategies for getting listings, and you get a lot of off market. In fact, they're all off market. If you're not doing this, should maybe get 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 this done. Is uh, okay. hitting up retirement communities. It's a big one. And most people don't do it. And it's like one relationship and you can get listings. So there's guys on our team that get 60 plus listings a year from just retirement communities by nurturing one person. And it's just a fire way of getting listings, man. So if you're not doing I, it. I've, I've heard that before. And it's, <laughs> uh, I, I haven't, I haven't ever made that right connection out there uh, yet, but I'm, it, I've thought about I it. I like that yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's damn good. It's damn good. And yeah. especially in this market right now, listings, you know, you want to get off market stuff. It's even better, right? It's like, hey, I've got a portfolio of stuff people don't even know is on the market. <laughs> right, and right. That's the dream. Oh, and by the way, if you're interested in gaining access to our course and coaching programs, then head over to go.eliteagentsecrets.com.